0: From Yukon, Oklahoma, this is Kyle's Comments, the podcast, episode 20 for February 26, 2016, The Texas Way. Hello, everyone, welcome to Kyle's Comments, the podcast. I am Ronald Kyle coming to you from, no, not Dallas, Texas, since you hear the theme in the background. Coming to you from the Palacious Cos Comet Studios in Yukon, Oklahoma, and uh, how's how's everybody's week been? Uh, my week's <laughs> my week was pretty good, and then it went kind of me. I'll let you know <laughs> in as we go in further in the podcast. Um, matter of fact, uh, last week after we got the podcast up and. You know, ready to play right here on Podcast Machine. Matter of fact, for those of you listening who are, excuse me, part of the Yukon Community Coffee, hello, how's everybody doing? Hope you enjoyed this uh, this past week. Uh, As soon as I got back from last week's Community Coffee, my brother and I decided to go on a little three-hour tour, well, not quite three hours, but a little trek down to Dallas, Texas. He wanted to check out a, a game shop down there uh, and everything. On our way down, we we uh, stopped in Ardmore and everything. By the way, Ardmore McDonald's... Uh, I have some reservations about that place now. Uh, in fact, both Jeremy and I do. Anyway, so we went down to... Our, so we went down to Dallas drove 35E down there, and uh, you got miles and miles of construction in Denton, down, Denton, down through there, Valley View, Dallas, uh Louisville, home of the Fighting Farmers, by the way, uh, and down into Dallas proper. And as you can, as you, if you've driven down to Dallas for like OU Texas or some of you, excuse me. Some of you folk that go down there for market, you notice a sign right off the bat, and as soon as you cross the river, a sign to remind you to drive friendly the Texas way. If the Texas way consists of hurrying up and pass, hurrying up and passing you, so, you can pass, so they can pass the car in front of you and Still be stopped in a, you know, in a big construction zone. And we saw a lot of that. We got, we had like about four or five drivers just going down, and uh, uh, one of them was can't had a Kansas license plate, by the way. But they were driving friendly the Texas way. And if you watch my brother's video on this, I'll probably put up the link to it. Um, there is a little bit of language on Jeremy's Park. But if you drive down, you'll notice that is kind of our running gag throughout the whole video. Uh, People driving friendly, the Texas way. So, (laughs) anyway, so we went down there. Jeremy went to go look at a game shop down there called Common Ground Games. Uh, And it's kind of, where this place is. It's kind of in a district. I mean, it's right off. It's off of uh, six thirty-five, or in, in in an area of town, where basically you gave in the, there were there were no kinds of uh, uh, crap given. Even the convenience store that we stopped in, because one I had to make a bathroom stop, and two it was kind <clears> of. <throat> get something to drink. Even the convenience store was, uh, let's just say the men's room needed some major league maintenance. Apparently they gave no craps about that either. So we were, uh, anyway, we we stopped in the store, looked around, Jeremy got a couple of things for his little gaming part, and then we decided to make a check to the Galleria, Dallas. think Quail Springs Mall times about 100. Pretty nice place. And if you have that shopping bug, you would have a field day there at Galleria Mall. Not quite as big as mall I'm familiar. With. But it is a pretty nice place. I did, on the way though, we did get to see, I did get to see a In-N-Out burger where an In-N-Out Burger is on the way to the Galleria. We didn't stop there, darn. But um, we actually stopped, what did we stop to eat? Oh, we stopped at uh, Burger King at Love's just outside of Paul's Valley on the way back home. So anyway, a Galleria, nice place. They, had a, they have kind of like a skating rink like what you'd find at Rockefeller Center or wherever. No, we did not skate. I prefer my bones intact. Thank you very much. So anyway. We got home and everything. And then Saturday, I decided to take the car, drive around a little bit. Come to find out, well, come to find out one, when our, the engine light came up. I was like, okay, it probably needs oil. No, no biggie. Well... I'll let Jeremy know. But on top of that, one our the tire on our passenger's front side decided to bubble out a little bit. And having had an experience with that before in some vehicles that I've had, that's not good. That means that you probably need to get it serviced like pronto. So we're having to uh, make some adjustments to some scheduling, like with my medical appointments and all that, until we can get that taken care of, Uh, looking through TireRack.com and some of the tire places here in town, uh, so we can get that taken care of, and uh, it's not going to affect this podcast at all. We'll still have it up on Friday by the Friday that I mentioned on the, in the open. But uh, yeah, seen a great week, turn to and that sort of thing. And like I said, the check engine light, we did find out, yes, it did need oil. So we got about three or four quarts in it. We're good to go there. All right, what, uh, let's change gears here. What do we have on the podcast this week? Well, it's coming up on primary on Tuesday here in Oklahoma, and I do want to remind you to vote. Don't care who you vote for, just vote. Um, We're going to talk about a subject called, Where's the Fair Use? A lot of uh, internet uh, producers that make content on YouTube are running into this problem where some... People are getting flagged for content, and it's ta- and it's not people that are flagging it. It's like bots. And so we'll talk about we'll talk about a campaign going on by a uh, internet production company called uh, Channel Awesome, uh, channeling a cause called Where's the Fair Use. So we'll talk about that. Uh, Sports news, spring training is beginning to start for Major League Baseball teams. Uh, Sooners still hanging on to the number three spot. Everything with March Madness soon to come up. Yay. Um, And Awful announcing that a list of the top 25 sports center anchors of all time. And uh, we'll take a look at that. And also in the Oklahoma media roundup. Bartlesville uh, Radio is expanding their tent, so to speak. We'll talk about that as well. Ways and contact me. You can reach me via email, rj, k e i l o k, at gmail.com. Facebook.com slash kyle, Twitter, I am at R-J-Kyle Instagram, rjkyle. I have a couple of pictures from our little truck down to uh, Dallas-Fort Worth, or at least Dallas, uh, like the Arbuckle Mountains and such. Um, my written blog, rjkeilok.blogspot.com, that's the way you can contact me there. Uh, we'll get into news and views, talk about the where's the fear you and we'll do that right after this. Welcome back to Kyle's Comments Podcast. I am Kyle Uh, in our news and views section this week. Yes, uh, Tuesday is our primary here in Oklahoma and several other states. And the candidates are making the rounds, making sure, you know, you may do their best pitch to vote for them. Um, Excuse me. Uh, Bernie Sanders had a little outing in Tulsa last night, and you know some other some, some of the other candidates will be around. D.J.T. will be in town. Okay, when you're running a campaign, you better make dang sure that you have like a copy editor or somebody who knows geography real well. Because on one event page for one DJT that he would be, announced that he would be in Oklahoma City tomorrow, Friday, they misspelled Oklahoma and the Oklahoma City. They spelled it O-A-K-L-A-H-O-M-A. Because poor literacy is expected from a campaign that gives absolutely zero S. And I don't mean grades. So they fixed it, only instead of Oklahoma, instead of OAK, Oklahoma City, they just put Oklahoma. Anyway, who cares? I'm not voting for the clown anyway. Um, Yeah, Bernie Sanders was in town. Uh, Bill Clinton stumping for be stumping for Hillary. The weekend, uh, Cruz will be here. Uh, Rubio, I think he's going to show up for an event. Uh, as a matter of fact, Rubio will be here. Was here earlier today for yeah, this recording. Um, anyway, all you know, everybody going to be here for primary, which will part of Super Tuesday, which like about Three or four more state, a few more states, uh, doing their primary on the same day. So, like I said, Tuesday, get out and vote. Don't care who you vote for, just vote. Make your voice heard. Of course, this is the first year that the independents can vote on the with the uh, Democrats. So, like my brother, he's going to vote. Uh, make sure you know where the voting spot is before you go. Like, uh, it should say on your registration card, like it did on mine. So, anyway. Primary Tuesday, go vote. Big talker this week, well, not so much in the mainstream news site, but in some internet sites that I follow, internet producers that I follow. Um is a uh, topic called uh, they, uh, the name of the campaign is Where's the Fair Use? The hashtag is WTFU. A uh, internet production site called Channel Awesome which is run by a guy by the name of Doug Walker out of uh, out of up in Chicago up in the Chicagoland area. Um, this stems out of having to fight bots and studios and stuff for commentaries and reviews that they've done of some work and everything and the all of this has been under the guise of fair use. If you don't know what fair use, Means, in this sense, I'm not a lawyer by any chance, nor did I stay at a Holiday Inn Express last night, or any time. But this is what fair use, according to the dictionary, is. Uh, fair use is a doctrine that brief excerpts of copyright material may, under certain circumstances, be quoted verbatim for purposes such as criticism. News reporting, teaching, and/or research, or, and or research without the need of permission from or payment to the copyright holder. So, in all this, when a producer, when an internet producer like Doug or uh, Louis Lovehog, who does a comic book series called The Top 4th Wall, or Nash Bozard, who does uh, several different things like a musical chair talking about musical acts or you know, talking about weird news stories and they use clips or stories from particular from news sites or whatever, you know, if they get flagged for some stupid reason, they can come back and say, hey, fair use. You report it. We can, you know, you put it out there. We can... Either we can critique it here say, "Hey, you, you know, this is a this was great," or B, it doesn't. It's not that great, and the, the comic sucks. And about nine times out of ten, nine times out of ten, they went the they win the complaint. Uh, they win the complaint. Other times, it takes days and weeks to. Fight through the claim. Uh, also, you know, people don't get you know, people don't get paid for thing because on some of these some of these producers, that's basically what all they do is put the put their stuff out there, and they make a living out of it. And some people actually make a living out of this. Not much of a living, but a living nonetheless. I don't make any living off of this, off of the podcast, because I don't monetize it. I've got income coming in through Social Security. But I've, and and, uh, knock on wood here, um, I haven't had to go through any content ID or had any of my episodes flagged because of of the... uh, Music clips I use because of the music bits. You know, like the songs you hear between segments. I don't I mean I use that just to kind of buffer to get ready right for the next next section. But I haven't had anybody flag me. Of course, I'm not a <laughs> I'm not a well-known audio podcast. I'm just, you know I just put stuff out there, and if people listen, fine if they don't. But I've been trying to, you know, get the word out about this podcast, especially if you live here in Yukon. But I digress. And so what Doug Walker and the folks at Channel Awesome have been doing as of late is making their voice heard to a certain extent to, you know, by putting videos up on YouTube saying, hey, Where's the fair use? You know, we're doing this. We've got this out there. You put it out, we get we give our feedback on it. And you know where okay, basically where's the fair use? Uh one they've had uh there was one channel actually, uh Team Four Star that actually had their channel taken down and then they've had people you know, people complain enough about it, the channel went back up. So I'm sure if enough people gripe, complain, groan, moan, whatever to the PTB of YouTube powers that be of YouTube something will get done, they won't have as many bots complain about or take down stuff through uh, the DM, something called the DMCA the Digital, uh, I can't remember, Digital something Copyright Act I can't remember what all it was but anyway that's another thing that people use to take stuff down that they feel that doesn't agree with their stance or whatever uh, like I said, I'm not a lawyer. Nor did I stay at a Holiday Inn Express. Nor whatever. There was a little brief period where I wanted to say be a lawyer, but then I woke up. So I'll put everything up regarding Channel Awesome and the where's the fair use thing up on yep up in the description on the website. And all that, so you can kind of get the gist of what I was trying to do on this, but that's kind of big to do going on this week. And, um, like I said, I haven't had any problems with it, doesn't mean that somebody won't, but like I said, then again, I'm a lowly podcaster. You know, still trying to make my voice heard. With that, we'll be talking about uh, changing gears, talking about some sports news. And we'll do that right after this. Ah, uh, yes. March Madness will be here before you know it. March 13th is uh, Selection Sunday and CBS is uh, expanding their selection show to two hours this year from 4.30 to 6.30 Oklahoma time. Let's just hope they don't drag the brackets out that long. I would rather you know, have them at least go through for the first hour and then break it down and cuss and discuss it the rest of the time. But that's neither here nor there. With, uh, the Sooners, Sooners are still number three in the uh, college basketball polls. In fact, uh, their last game, they just played They just played round two of the basketball bedlam. And uh, they just ripped OSU a new one. They beat them 71-49. to 49. Ryan Spangler had a great night. And uh, by all implications, what I've seen in the newspaper, uh, read in newspaper articles and everything like that, people are not very happy about, with Travis Ford, and they want him out. And I'll be dang if Mike Holder doesn't say if the, if the uh, Cowboys don't make either a NCAA tournament or an NIT if Mike Holder doesn't just give Travis Ford the uh, Vince McMahon robocall. You're fired. Mess up my voice trying to do Vince McMahon. That's not good. Uh, anyway, so you know there's a few more games left in the regular season, then the conference tournament, and then Selection Sunday, and there's going to be the first and second round games at the peak in Oklahoma City coming up, I believe the 18th and 19th of uh, somewhere in the weekend of St. Patrick's weekend. So, that'd be, that would be some uh, good basketball in Oklahoma. Especially if the Sooners play their first two games here in the city. Um, anyway. Also, this past week, uh, ESPN Sports Center anchor Linda Cohn was. Uh, commended and hosted her 5,000th edition of SportsCenter longer than any other ESPN anchor ever, even dating back to opening day 1979, when George Grant opened it and then you know, I had Bob Lee and Chris Berman and all of them from 79 until today no other person, well, except maybe, well I'll I have a list here, has done more sports centers than Linda Co. And she started in 1992. 23 years compared to how long the network's been around, 36 years at least. So anyway, the folks at Awful Announcing uh, put together a list of the top 25 sports center anchors of all time. And uh, some of these, I've forgotten... Who they, you know, where they are, well, who was around at Sports Center, but then mm, the list of who they are now, or where they are now. Uh, I'm going to go through this twenty-five to one. Uh, twenty-five, bottom of the list, uh, Larry Beal. Uh, he hosted for three years from '96 through '99. He is the sports director at ABC7 in San Francisco. KGO, uh, Jay Harris, uh, probably one of the more one of the more most recent ones to be on the list. Uh, he is on in the mornings on SportsCenter AM, which is like now ESPN's Good Morning America. Uh, Susie Culber, she did some SportsCenters for a while, so helped launch ESPN Two. Uh, she is on their NFL coverage. Uh, the late Tom Meese, number 22, uh, one of the original Sports Center anchors. Uh, Robin Roberts, uh, she was on for <clears throat> for about 14 years, and then she went over to Good Morning America. She, she's over, still over at Good Morning America. Reese Davis, he still does some Sports Centers every once in a while. You see him on college game days, both the ba- uh, football and basketball version. Uh, Josh Elliott, he hosted for a little while. He left to do GMA on GMA, and then left there to NBC, where he couldn't fit anywhere. So he's now a free agent. Uh, Mike Tirico did some Sports Centers. He's uh, eighteen. Uh, he's you know you see him on Monday now you see him on Monday Night Football play by play on NBA. One of the bigger play-by-play guys on ESPN, uh, Neil Everett, big uh, Hawaii proponent, and uh, also a big remembering of the uh, Sonics. Now Thunder. Uh, he's he does Center in LA. Uh, Trey Wingo, number sixteen. Uh, you see him on NFL coverage. Uh, Lindsey Zarniak, she's on the 5 p.m. Sports Center. Uh, John Anderson, who at one time uh, was a sports anchor in Tulsa at KOTV, News On Sense. Uh, he joined in 1999. He still does some sports centers at like 10 o'clock and also hosts uh, Wipeout on ABC. Uh, Brian Kenny, uh, from 97 to 11, 2011, he did host in Sports Center. He's now on the MLB network. Steve Levy, who is number two behind Linda Cohn, and most sports centers anchored. Uh, he also does some NHL coverage. Craig Kilborn, here's another for uh, forgotten name, only because you don't see him much anymore. But Craig Kilborn, who predated John Stewart on the Daily Show, and also predated. Craig Ferguson, crew predated uh, James Corden on The Late Late Show. He, uh, he hosted SportsCenter. And now we got to the top ten. Uh, John Bouchegas, you see him. He's still there on the 10 p.m. SportsCenters. Uh, Charlie Steiner. Uh, he does play-by-play now for the Dodgers, Los Angeles Dodgers. Uh, best known for on his SportsCenter commercials, Having a tie around his neck saying, follow me, follow me to freedom when they were testing stuff after, you know, to see if it's Y2K proficient when all that fear came out. Number eight, Kenny Maine. He's still there. Number seven, like I said, Linda Cohen. Hosting the most sports centers of all time, yet number seven on the all-time list. You'll be surprised who's the first six ahead of her uh, number 6 Bob Lee one of the ESPN originals he's still around there he does uh, he hosts Outside the Lines and you see him when like there's a major big story like the FIFA debacle <laughs> and everything like that uh, number 5 Rich Eisen who's now on the NFL Network and the Rich Eisen show number 4 the late great Stuart Scott may he rest in peace Number three, Scott Van Pelt. You see him on the eleven o'clock Sports Center, eleven Central Sports Center. That and the the top two. Welcome to the big show, Dan Patrick and Keith Olbermann. Keith Olbermann being one, Dan Patrick number two. Of course, see Dan Patrick every morning on NBC Sports Network and Audience Network. I am him on the radio with his show. Keith Olbermann just got done with a second stint at ESPN. Uh, and I'm surprised he hasn't popped up by now with the elections calendar. So, anyway, nice list of uh sports center anchors there from awful announcing. Of course, some of the people who were on the li- uh responding to making the list out they probably don't remember like Kerry Ross or uh Rhonda Glenn or. Gail Gardner or any of the other pre 90s 2000s ESPN personalities. I don't why I mentioned them not because I remember them and also Carrie Ross uh, Carrie Ross now Dombrowski uh, Clinton high school graduate and she is now I believe yeah there and her husband uh, her husband Dave is now one of the matter of fact, the uh, GM, I believe, of the Boston Red Sox. So, congrats to uh, congrats to Linda Cohn on five thousand Sports Centers and the people, the top twenty-five Sports Center anchors of all time. Okay. That's about it. That's it on sports news. When we come back, some news on the Oklahoma Media Roundup. Uh, Like I said, a Bartlesville uh, radio group is expanding their broadcast tent, so to speak. Talk about that next. Welcome back to Kyle's Comments. We're rounding third and heading home. This is the Oklahoma Media Roundup. Um, basically, well, you know, as far as Oklahoma news, one bit of uh, thing going on this week. Uh, Bartlesville Radio, who is uh, KWON and KYFM, among other things, the ownership group behind those stations, is expanding into Coffeyville, Kansas. Uh, The owners, well, who were the owners, um, have sold the cluster in Coffeyville, Kansas, to uh, SEK Media, which is also known as Barnesville Radio, um, for an undisclosed amount, well, undisclosed as far as this podcast is concerned, uh, for an undisclosed amount, and also paying so much in a non compete, you know, it's kind of a non compete agreement. Which means if the guy decides to start up, it'll have to be after so much time. Stations in Coffeeville, Kansas, uh, now a part of the Bartlesville Radio or SEK Media Broadcast Tent, are uh, KGGF. Newsock 690, uh, 98.1 KUSN, it's a country station, 98.9 KQQF, and KGGF FM 104.1, which is a classic head station. So anyway, well, SEK Media now has two different cities making their own little, uh, as their own little cluster. One Bartlesville and one in Coffeyville, Kansas. So, uh, that's it on the Oklahoma news, but I do have one bit of news as far as, as far as on a national scale, well, kind of local, national scale, but local news, so to speak. Um, On Monday nights, well, actually, I have to catch it the next day because of other media opportunities on Monday nights a catchy show called Weather Brains which is hosted by Birmingham Chief meteoro James Spann and he has a panelist panel of about three or four different meteorologists uh, Dr. John Scala out of Lancaster, Pennsylvania who you might know from the Weather Channel for so many years uh, Kevin Sally, who's the Chief meteoro at KFDX TV3 in Wichita Falls, Texas um, Brian Peters, which is who is James's right-hand man there in Birmingham. Uh, Bill Murray. I don't know what he does. But anyway, and then uh, Aubrey Urbanowitz, she is a she's a meteorologist in Harrisonburg, Virginia, which is like around the Charlottesville area. Charlottesville, Virginia area, the Shenandoah Valley. She is now Going to be the lead meteorologist at that station, WHSV, in the Harrisonburg, Charlottesville, Shenandoah Valley market. It's kind of like a stopgap market between Washington and Baltimore, Maryland. So, uh, Washington, D.C., and Baltimore, Maryland. So, uh, that area. So, congratulations to Aubrey Benowitz, the lead evening meteoro. The not quite Chief Meteor, but lead weather anchor at WHSB-TV in Harrisonburg, Virginia. Um, and with that, that concludes the Kyle's Comments podcast for this week. Hope everybody will have a great week. Get out and vote Tuesday, please. Don't care who you vote for, just vote. Uh, Wage and contact me via email, rjkeilok at gmail.com. Facebook, Facebook.com slash RJ Kyle. Look for me, me picture with a tip well should have a temporary uh, frame for make a wish on there. That should be up by then. If not, then I'll move right back to another picture. Uh, Twitter, twitter.com slash RJ Kyle. Um blog, Block, RJ, K-E-I-L-O-K dot blogspot dot com. Those are the ways you can contact me. That is it for this week. I'm Robert Kyle, and I'll talk to you next week. Until then, see ya.